Hey, Punky Peeps! Welcome to a new year and a new season of Punky Brewster. I'm Angela Bowen, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Today, I'll be covering Season 3, Episode 1, Reading, Writing, and Rock and Roll, which aired on October 30th, 1987. I would have been five by then. My phone is nuts. Anyway, I'm sorry, guys. Okay. In this episode, Punky wants to see the rock group DeBarge in concert, but Henry is more concerned with her education, as he should be. Come on, guys. We all know schoolwork comes before music. But before I get into this episode, how has 2018 been for everyone so far? Mine's been all right. Mostly I've just been staying inside due to the frigid temperatures outside, although today it was like 50 degrees and although it was rainy it was better than like the 20 to 15 degree temperatures that we've been having so so just a little news on the home front last weekend jeremy was sick with a flu bug i think it was pretty much a 24-hour flu bug he is feeling a lot better than he was So he was pretty much on the couch for the weekend, and then Sunday I was feeling kind of blah, although not for the same reason as Jeremy. Mine was something else. If you're a girl, you'll understand what this means. So I pretty much just stayed on the couch all weekend watching uh, Catfish on Hulu. And last Friday, I actually, I had last Friday off, and surprisingly, today, Thursday, and tomorrow, I have off from work, too. So I guess uh, where I'm at might be a little, a little slow with the orders right now, so, but hey, it's, it's cool. Um, I want to, and I want to tell you guys, first of all, some of the stuff I'm mentioning, I'm just recommending for myself. I'm not sponsored in any way, nor do I really care to be if it were to magically happen. Sure, why not, I guess. But anyway, um, you know that grocery app called Shipped, S-H-I-P-T? I finally got around to using that. I just thought, at first I'm like, oh, it's too expensive, you know, $100 for a year. I'm like, eh. But then I guess they were having a special, it's like 50% off, so it's only like 50 bucks for a year, which, that's not bad. And um, luckily there's a mire close by where I live, so that really helps out too. And it's just like, I don't like getting groceries. Jeremy sure as heck will never go and do that. I mean, unless I were, like, sick to death on the couch or something, and he had no other choice because there was no food in the house. But, um... <laughs> I just think it's so much easier. I just get really stressed out and really agitated when I go. I don't like being around a lot of people, especially a lot of other crazy people that are, like, getting their groceries, too, and everyone's frazzled, and there's kids screaming, and it's like, I don't want to deal with that crap. So, this makes it a lot easier. I just put the groceries that I want, and it's kind of nice not to have that impulse buying stuff, because I tend to do that a lot. So basically, just give the person, you know, a $10 tip. They just, whoever's getting the groceries for me will text me to let me know their name and say, hey, I'm getting your groceries. And one time, uh, the first time I did it, they came up and said that uh, item that was on the list wasn't available. They gave a couple other suggestions. It was those hungry man meals that Jeremy eats when I'm at, you know, I work second shift. So he pretty much eats dinner by himself Monday through Friday. Um... 
and I just give them a ten dollar tip. I help the person in with the groceries. They're really really nice and everything. Um, other than that, oh, I finished my first book of the year. It's a young adult book called Love, Life, and the List by Cassie West. So if you guys like, um, contemporary reads, especially being it's cold outside, you just want to cuddle up on the couch with a good book, Cassie West's books are some of the greatest books. I really, really like them. Also, I'm also, uh, reading Nightfall by Shannon Messenger, which is, it's her sixth book in the Keeper of the Lost Cities series it's a middle grade series so if you guys like harry potter that it's it's a series i'm not gonna it's not a rip off of harry potter i will tell you that right now this lady does an amazing job with the series so i'm gonna read a quick synopsis of love life and the list by cassie west 17 year old abby turner's summer isn't going the way she planned she has a not-so-secret but definitely unrequited crush on her best friend, Cooper. She hasn't been able to manage her mother's growing issues with anxiety, and now she's been rejected from an art show because her work, quote-unquote, has no heart. So when she gets another opportunity to show her paintings, Abby isn't going to take any chances, which is where the list comes in. Abby gives herself one month to do ten things, ranging from Face of Fear, number three on the list, to Learn a Stranger's Story, number five on the list, to Fall in Love, number eight on the list. She knows that if she can complete the list, she'll be the kind of artist she's always dreamed of being. But as the deadline approaches, Abby realizes that getting through the list isn't as straightforward as it seems. And that maybe, just maybe, she can't change her art if she isn't first willing to change herself. This is the first in a set of three standalone books with crossover characters. There are crossover characters in this? Dang it. I'm going to have to look up Wikipedia because I don't... Wow. And see how these all cross-connect and everything. But I want to also read the synopsis for the first book in the Keeper of the Lost Cities series. To see, you know, give you guys an idea if you might want to read it or not. I mean, if you do, if you guys take any of my recommendations and you do any of these, whether it's food-related, book-related, whatever, hit me up on the email, punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com. Because I want to know if you guys... You know, like some of the stuff too. It's it's just it's just fun, you know. I like being able to have people to talk to about this stuff. All right, here's the synopsis for Keeper Keeper of the Lost Cities by Shannon Messenger, which is on the Goodreads app. You can find that. Also, if you guys really like reading, Goodreads is a great way to be able to do a reading challenge for yourself. I do. I've been doing this since like at least 2011 now. All right. 12-year-old Sophie Foster has a, te- uh, excuse me, she has a secret. She's a telepath, someone who hears the thoughts of everyone around her. It's a talent she's never known how to explain. Everything changes the day she meets Fitz, a mysterious boy who appears out of nowhere and also reads minds. She discovers there's a place she does belong and that staying with her family will place her in grave danger. In the blink of an eye, Sophie is forced to leave behind everything and start a new life in a place that is vastly different from anything she has ever known. Sophie has new rules to learn and new skills to master, and not everyone is thrilled that she has quote-unquote come home. There are secrets buried deep in Sophie's memory, secrets about who she really is and why she is hidden among humans. 
that other people desperately want. Would even kill for. In this page-turning debut, Shannon Messenger creates a riveting story where one girl must figure out why she is the key to her brand new world before the wrong person finds the answer first. I know it does have a little hints of Harry Potter, but, you know, other books do too. But I really like this series. It actually came out in 2012, and I just started reading it, I think, over a year ago. And I highly recommend this for, you know, any adult, any kid, because it is a really addicting series. And the seventh book should probably be out sometime in November. I know that gives you guys plenty of time to read the books. They are pretty hefty, but, I mean, they range from, like, 400, 500. The higher you go in the books in the series, the higher the page count. But they're, the chapters are so short. There's, like, I think one book had, like, 70-some chapters in it, but the chapters were, like three to four pages long tops. And if you guys aren't interested in hearing about this, you guys can always skip ahead. But if you guys are looking for cool recommendations, books, food-wise, what have you, then stick around because I kind of want to make this a regular thing. And I think I'll probably even post, like, Instagram photos of what I'm talking about so that way you guys can have a physical reference to go by to. Quickly, I wanted to bring up, um, you know that New Year's, everyone starts with New Year's resolutions. Well, for January, I plan to give up Diet Coke, you know, any kind of pop, and Gardettos. Well, I lasted like 10 days. <laughs> Finally, it's like, I got tired of having a freaking headache all the time. And I'm like, it is so much cheaper because I was buying, like, Gold Peak tea. I'm still drinking bottled water and everything like that. And it's just, like, Gold Peak tea, I'm telling you right now, is not cheap. For, like, one bottle of it, like, a big bottle of it, it's, like, $3. Whereas, that is practically the price of two two liters alone. And then, for a six-pack of the Gold Peak tea, they're, like, five ninety nine. Whereas, like, little pop bottles are, like, less than that. And I'm like, this is really, all I gotta really do is just kind of limit myself to what I'm drinking and just drink more water, which I have been doing. So, on the Gardetto uh, agenda, uh, I just, I like Gardettos, the snack mix. And I was, I tried, I really, really did, but it's like, no other food, you know, I, I like the Chex Mix, the bold mix and everything like that, but it's just everything I tried, it's like, it wasn't Gardetto's. And I refer to that as my Gardetto addiction. Sorry. Alright, let's get on to some other things. Some of the new foods I've had, uh, one of them is really good for, like, breakfasts, rare <laughs> breakfasts. I've had uh, the Jimmy Dean Pancake and Sausage Bites. They're a new item in the frozen food section, and they're really good. Also, you know every once in a while, Oreo comes out with a new flavor, like, every other month or so? Well, I was at Walmart, and they have this new Oreo flavor called Candy Cinnamon Oreos. And I know some people, they don't like hot things and stuff, but the, the cinnamon is not overpowering. It actually complements the Oreo cookie itself. The chocolate and the cinnamon go very well together. Um, I don't know if I mentioned before how I was going to have a breathing test done because I had that chronic cough back in 2016 and it kind of carried over. I mean, it's not nearly as bad as it was. 
to the point where I was hacking up a lung before. And that went on from February 2016 to August of 2016 when I finally was put on some medication to help that. Well, ever since, I'd still had that coughing fit every once in a while. And I still, even with the winter, it seems to be coming on a little more. So anyway, got the breathing test done. I had had it done before. And let me tell you, the person that was running the test before was such... She was not a nice person. I really don't think she even should have been in the medical field because she was like, breathe, breathe, breathe. And then she's showing me on the monitor. It's like, you have to reach this line and you have more breath in your lungs than you know. It's like, excuse me, I'm doing what you're telling me. But at least this time around with this breathing test, I got the nicest um, medical person. She walked me through everything. She praised me for doing a good job and everything like that. She told me when to breathe, when to stop. And it just, so I should be getting my results in like a week, but I mean, I also have a follow-up doctor's appointment, so my doctor will probably go over, but my results then, so I'm just hoping, I kind of want to get answers to what's going on. You know, I don't smoke, and I, I just, I, I don't understand why I have this this cough. It's, it's really frustrating, and I thought it was going to get really bad with, you know, the winter getting colder and everything, and I kind of feel a little bit... It coming back, but anyway, guys, I'm not gonna bore you anymore with my uh, medical history in my life. With that, um, I did want to mention I finally watched Cars three, got it for Christmas. I loved Cars three. I did not care for Cars two. I don't know how many people didn't care for Cars two because I really didn't. As far as I'm concerned, I love. I really enjoyed the first one. I loved the third one. Second one, to me, as far as I'm concerned, does not exist. I do have some sad news to report, though. One of the podcasts that I listened to called Three Day Rental, the original host, Nick Giraffe, sadly passed away. And it really breaks my heart because I really enjoyed him as a host. And, you know, he had left the show, like, back during the summertime to kind of work. He worked, like, in the entertainment industry, kind of doing behind-the-scenes stuff with, like, casting and stuff like that. And then they kind of, you know, had someone come on as his replacement, who I like, but I really enjoyed Nick. And so, guys, I'm going to put that on Instagram so you guys can check out the podcast. They review movies kind of from 95 on. Like, they've done Casper, Bring It On, Drop Dead Gorgeous, A Walk to Remember, Now and Then. So, if you guys are, like, a fan of, you know, the 90s movies and stuff like that, if you guys are a fan of Devin Sawa, because I had his pictures, posters, a whole wall covered with Devin Sawa. I wasn't big on JTT. I don't know why I didn't jump on that bandwagon, but, um... Yeah, it's, uh, the podcast is run by Patty, and then it was Patty and Nick, because the podcast was Nick's idea originally, and then I think the new host that Patty works with is Gavin, I think his name is, it might be, but, uh, like I said, check it out, I will put everything I talked about in an Instagram post, and also on the Facebook page. Here is a little trivia from IMDb about this episode, Season 3, Episode 1, Reading, Writing, Rock and Roll. This was the first episode broadcast and first run syndication, and I am going to read a little bit here about the tr- uh, basically going from Season 2 to Season 3 and kind of the changes real quick. It's not very long, so... 
By the syndicated run, storylines had clearly started to mature. Many more of Punky and Cherry's friends were seen, although most only made a handful of guest appearances each. With Margot becoming their comic foil and source of friction, early in the third season, Alan moved away to Kansas with his mother following his parents' divorce, which was really kind of a shocker because we've only seen Alan's parents like in season one for the episode entitled Parents' Night. And they seem to get along just fine, but it's like they needed something to pull Alan out of the mix because this third season was about the girls now and them maturing, getting into music, fashion, and all that stuff. And there really wasn't a place for him anymore. So that's what season three, episode four is. And the thing is, these first three episodes of season three, Alan is like nowhere. I mean, I'm sitting there looking like, Punky's in school. Cherry, Margot, they're in the same class. Where is Alan? Oh my gosh. So, as Punky herself embarked on junior high, well, wait a minute. Junior high? No. She's in fifth grade. That is not junior high. And if they're going, it seems like they're doing like the fifth and sixth elementary and then seven, eight, nine or whatever is junior high. I don't freaking know. See, when I went to school, it was fifth grade, elementary school, over. Sixth grade, junior high. Six, seven, and eight, junior high. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, high school. I don't know. Schools do it all differently. So anyway, embarked herself embarked in junior high. That's a lie. Her advent guard day. What in the world? Day glow and multicolored attire, along with her pigtails, segued into more traditional teenage styles, and her declaration on reliance on punky power gave way to the realization that intelligence, common sense, and a strong will can get one out of any problem. Well, we'll talk about this common sense that punky has. Because they're going to get into some stuff with her. And there are some things where I'm like, I'll regret saying this. I know I will. But in this first episode, Punky kind of comes off like a little brat to Henry. It's like, the way that she... And I will get to this, this episode. Because I saw that. I'm like, excuse me, young lady. No, you don't. Anyway. More of her dalliances with boys entered the stories, with the ones she chased and those that tried to pursue her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I thought that kind of also took place in season four. Punky Spunk and Viv... What the? Vivacious? Vivacious? Oh, it's vivacious. I can't tell. Her attitude toward life did remain, though. Thanks in part to the sunshine brought in by most important man in her life, her adoptive dad. Henry's studio at the mall continued to see much success, so much that by the end of the third season, he received an offer from the Magnet of Glossies, a photo studio franchise, for a $100,000 buyout of Warnemont, which also included the offer of Henry becoming manager of the Glossies location, blah, 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 blah. Um, this kind of talks about the end, so I'm not going to jump into that yet. I mean, yeah, a lot of you who have watched Punky Brewster know how season three ends, but we're just now embarking on season three. So I'm going to save that for, like, later on. 
Alright guys, I'm sure you guys are bored to death now on me talking about Hoopla Poopla here, so uh, why don't we just get into the episode, right? Okay. So the episode opens up, and we can already tell the pigtails are gone. Punky's got the wild rocking hair. She's got now. Now she's wearing like the headband. She's and the ribbons and everything like that. And she goes over to the stereo and pops on. I thought it was Janet Jackson's "What Have You Done for Me Lately?" At first, I'm like that. If you listen to this opening of this DeBarge song and you listen to Janet Jackson's opening of What Have You Done For Me Lately, they start exactly the same way. And I'm like, oh, I know this episode's about DeBarge, but it sounds like she's listening to Janet Jackson. I grew up in 80, I was born in 82. So I grew up in the 80s. My sister was six years older than me. So basically what she listened to is what I listened to. She was into Janet Jackson. I'm sure I'd heard of Michael Jackson by then. Um, Tiffany, Bangles. Um, God, what else? I think it was kind of. I mean, it was kind of like the pop stuff. Cindy Lauper was another one. And I never heard of DeBarge, but I'm like, here, I want to look up this band. And some of the songs I might have heard of, they sound familiar. Rhythm of the Night, I looked that up, I'm like, okay, I have heard of this song. This one I'm familiar with. But anyway, she's got that stereo jamming loud, and Henry's coming out of his room with a book in his hand. Of course, this is reading, writing, rock and roll. And he's like, oh, the look on his face is like, oh, great. I, like, he just realized I'm living with a preteen now. Punky's all about the hair, all about the music, and she's rocking this crazy sweater thing that she made her own um, shoulder pads. My sister, I think, was into the shoulder pads, too. Now that I think about it, if Punky's supposed to be 11 in season 3, my sister would have been, like, almost 11 when season 3 aired. Guys, we are going to probably talk about some fashion for season three because it is crazy wild. This is mostly, yes, how people dressed back then. Which, why am I talking like I'm a stranger of that, right? I mean, I didn't dress like Punky, but because in 89 I was seven. But let me tell you about this outfit. I got it paused right here, right? It looks like it was handmade, just a basic cream white sweatshirt with it's all about the collar too it's like the the collar kind of overlaps the top of it and it's got multicolored like I think that's a shoe is it no that's a a bunch of triangles rectangles weird shapes of many different kinds because we all know that punky in season two and one was about you know colors and stuff like that but this is oh my gosh she's got like pink leggings too 
But she's dancing around. Henry comes out. He shuts the stu- stereo off. Like, okay, turn this crap off now. And then he looks at, takes one look at her and is like, did you forget to take the hanger out of your shirt? And she just looks at him like, I know, doesn't it look awesome or what? Like, yeah, or what is the question, Punky? I love how on the walls, remember in season one, Henry had pictures of like the people that he probably took pictures of. But now on the walls, it's all pictures from like season one. Um, when they went to the baseball game, um, when Punky played dress up, and that's like the first picture with her and Henry together. Also, one of the Miss Adorable pageant and everything like that is really cool. But now she's got pictures of DeBarge, like, like one's like a cardboard cutout type thing too. So she tells Henry, it's like, yeah, I bought it for the DeBarge concert tomorrow night. So the gir- other girls are going to come over soon. And at first I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Um, 11-year-olds don't go to concerts by themselves. And DeBarge is like for, I mean, I'm not saying there's an age limit on DeBarge. But you don't drop an 11-year-old off at a concert by themselves. So I can imagine that Betty is going to attend with the girls. So Henry just kind of smiles at her like, yeah, about uh, wearing like the shoulder pads for protection going to the concert. And Punky kind of defends like, well, hey, I read about it in this magazine, how um, Chico and Marty, I think their names are, love the Joan Crawford look. Like, okay. Isn't Joan Crawford dead? Or is that Joan Rivers? Maybe they're both dead. I don't know. So Henry's like, huh, it looks more like the Chicago Bears look. But Punky is paying him no mind because she is looking at this music magazine that's got an article of DeBarge. And she freaks out because one of the members loves corn. Like, oh my god, he loves corn too! Me too! I love that also! (gasps) Whoa, girly, calm yourself. How many records does she have there on the um, couch? I count one, two, three. I don't know what that is. That's another picture of one of the guys. But then again, in 97, I was all into the Hanson Brothers. I I wasn't, I mean, I thought Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were cool and all. My two friends, Barbara and Desiree, were really into... Um, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Barbara loved Nick Carter, and she probably kill me for saying this, but she also had posters of Lance Bass on her wall. Not gonna lie. I mean, looking back on it now, it's kind of fun. Anyway, um, I really loved, I loved Taylor Hansen. You know, I have a framed picture of their poster that's actually signed by them because in 2011, they came to, well, in 2010 and 11, they came to Grand Rapids, Michigan. So I went and saw them in concert. Well, in 2011, I got, I won a meet and greet. So I got to get my picture taken with them. Well, like, well me and like four other girls. Because, well, it was actually like 10 girls, but they like cut us, like put us into two groups and everything like that. So, and of course, I got to be next to Taylor. I was really excited about that. And, um, they signed my poster. I get some of the other girls that were with in my group, actually, I guess, didn't bring anything to be signed. But then we got to actually sit, like, stand, like, at the front before they actually brought, 
yo, the re- before they let everyone else in, we kind of had our... It's like when the um, backstage person had, like, said, okay, your group is next. I think it was, like, group two. And he's like, all right, you guys, you're next. Follow me. And I swear that feeling inside me felt like that moment when you're on a roller coaster and as you're so slowly climbing to the top, you know you're going to, like go over and zoom down it's, it felt like that like oh my gosh I, I'm gonna meet them and it, you know it was cool it's like hey how's it going and everything like that and I just you know I acted normally I didn't fangirl I wasn't like oh my gosh I love you all you know they're all married men they have kids and everything like that so it's just you know, you know they, they, I probably expect you know some people to fangirl but the thing is most of their fans that were fans, like, back when they just started, Hanson, are, like, my age. They're 35 now. So, most of the people that are fans are probably all married, so. <laughs> but I did meet somebody that, like, actually followed the Backstreet Boys on tour and stuff like that. So, that was cool. So, of course, um, Cherry and Margo come in, and they're... Outfits are completed with shoulder pads. And they had belts, too, like, around their, kind of cinching their waists of their outfit. I really think that Margot's is really cool, too. But of course, Henry does not know what to do with these screaming girls. They're like, oh my god, yes, we all got shoulder pads, ah! And Henry's like, please, girls, my ears. Of course, that's when Betty comes in, and she is wearing complete with shoulder pads also. So I want to play this clip, because I just, I think it's funny. You get to see Punky is not a little girl anymore. She's no longer eight or nine years old. She is a preteen on the verge of teenagerdom, or teenage, I don't know, however you say it. But I want to play that clip, and I'll be right back. And I really, you know, I'm, I'm having fun with this episode. I know, like, season three, there are some episodes that are like, but I promised I'd cover all of season three. And then there are some that will break my heart, because that's just what Punky Brewster does. You laugh, you cry, you have a great time, right? Okay, I'll be right back, everybody. Who you think? <laughs> Did you forget to take the hanger out of your shirt? <laughs> the DeBarge concert tomorrow night. Shouldn't go to a concert when you need that kind of protection. It's a fashion statement I read in the Rock Report. Randy and Marty DeBarge love the Joan Crawford look. (laughs) It's more like the Chicago Bears look. Here's a story I missed. Chico DeBarge's favorite vegetable. Oh my gosh, he loves corn too. Oh. Excuse her. My first set of shoulder pads left me giddy, too. (laughs) Girls, I can't imagine Betty letting you buy such outfits. Hi, Henry. Ah, I see the rest of the defensive line is here. Everybody in the same family be so gorgeous. That's the way it is in my family. You know, we should have a poster done. Get real, Margo. 
Come on, let's go buy some more of these. Yeah. Uh, what what Henry says is he just amazed. Like I can't believe that Betty would let you buy such outfits. That's when Betty comes in, looking like she's wearing shoulder pads for like the football team or something like that. And as you heard in the clip, the girls are all excited. It's like, hey, let's go. I don't know if they mentioned the mall or something. Like, hey, let's go get more something or other to complete their look. And then Betty's like, whoa, wait a minute, Cherry. You have homework that you need to do. And that's when Betty's like, oh, no sweat. I already take care took care of it. And Margo was like, oh, well, I did the assignment the day it was first given. My mom had her secretary tape it up. It's like, oh yeah, that's gonna sound real great. You can't even do your own homework. You get Your mom has to have her secretary do it for you. Come on. And I'm sure if you have to read it in front of the class, it's gonna sound like somebody else wrote it. Like an adult and not a 11-year-old child. Cherry grabs the uh, poster of the guys, DeBarge, he's like, how can so many guys in one family be so gorgeous? Or how many, how can so many people in one family be so gorgeous? And that's when Margo's like, oh, that's the way it works in my family. And Cherry just looks at her like, what? I, I meant attractive. Attractive people. I don't, uh. Margo's like, well, maybe we should have a picture done. Like, sure, Margo. Yeah. Yep. You keep thinking that, sweetie. Yeah. And speaking of posters, um, whatever. I wonder what Punky did with that picture that Margo gave her, like that big giant poster of Margo. What did Punky do with that? I wonder. So all this talk of homework and books is like, uh, Henry is like, uh, Punky, what about you? Did you finish your book report? And she's like, I started day. And then she complains about reading being boring and stuff like that. Guys, I want to play this clip. Because I think it's funny when Betty asks Cherry about it. And Cherry's like, oh, taken care of. And then Margot's response. And then, of course, Henry gets to Punky. Like, that doesn't seem like Punky. Punky was pretty studious. I mean, yes, there was that incident in season two where she and Alan decided to cheat on their state capitals. But state capitals aren't like reading a book. I mean, all you're doing is memorizing, like, places and cities and states, capitals and in states, don't ask me to try to figure out. I couldn't. That's like 50. So 50 capitals and 50 states. That is a lot to memorize. Holy moo. And mnemonic devices would have worked grand for those two. Alan and Punky. So I will play the clip and I'll be right back. Not so fast, Jerry. You've got homework. What about your book report? I finished it last night. I finished mine the day the assignment was given. My mother's secretary typed it. <laughs> Is yours finished, Punky? Yeah, it's being typed too. I mean, it will be as soon as I type it. <laughs> Tea, Betty? Awesome, Jack. <laughs> Punky. I hope you realize there'll be no debauch concert until I've read your book report. 
Sure, no problem. Big problem. <laughs> What's wrong? Henry wants to read my book report. So how bad could it be? I don't know how bad it could be. I haven't written it yet. Why not? Because I haven't read a book. Well, I hope you're a speed reader. Why go through the trouble of reading? There's a much easier way. What do you mean? This is a job for Spud Blunder. You know, I just noticed looking into um, that doorway that goes off to, like, Henry's room and Punky's room. There's a hallway that, I mean, there's, a, like, a picture window. And it looks like a hallway. It's like, I've never seen that before. Actually, now that I think about it, let me rewind it a smidge because I want to check something here. Play, damn you. Play. Hold on. Eh. Eh. Okay. Oh, so there's a bathroom. Rewind. Stop. What are you doing? Oh, you stupid thing. Uh, guys, I got a new portable DVD player and... Other than the fact that it's red, because I love the color red, and, um, I don't know. You know what? Forget. Never mind. I, it looked like a hallway to me, so let's just move on. So, Henry asks Punky, like, hey, how about you? Are you done with your book report yet? And she's like, oh, yeah, I, I typed mine up, too. And then she looks at Henry and is like, oh, yeah, like, it'll be done as soon as I type it. <laughs> how about as soon as you read a book, sweetie? Books are not boring. I will tell you that right now as an avid book reader. I want to go and look and see what type of books could have been available to Punky in 1987. I'm going to go look at that right now. Alright guys, I did a little investigating here. Let's see what Punky could have read. Now, I'm sure the Babysitter's Club books were out in 87, right? I'm sure they were. Um, there's Super Fudge by Judy Bloom, The Hatchet by Gary Paulson. I'm sure the Sweet Valley Kids was out by then, or Teens, or whatever. I would have recommended Forever by Judy Bloom, but she's only 11, and that... Mm, would probably be best suited for her by the time she was like 15, 16. Because there is, there's sex in that book with teenagers. That would not be for Punky. Right? So basically, she hasn't read a book. Okay. I would even recommend the Garfield flip comic books. That's a book, right? Comics in a book? It's not that hard to do. It really isn't. And there were plenty of books. I'm sure Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret by Judy Bloom would have been a great book for a girl her age. 11-year-old girl, right? She, girls, like, wearing a bra. Starting her period. All those things that Punky will eventually face this season. Not the period part, because, you know, this is an 80s children's show, so they didn't get into that stuff, right? So, I mean, she makes it, Punky's makes it, like, it's like pulling teeth to get her to read a dang book. Ugh. Alright, so basically she's like, you know what, I got this, I got this, right? And Margo and Sherry are like, okay, well, what do you mean? What are you going to do? She's like, this is a job for Spud. And we are going to meet Spud, who, I'm not going to say anything bad about him because the actor did die at a possibly, like, in his 20s or something like that. I don't know. Um, but the one thing I will say 
he's okay. He, when I first, I was telling Jeremy, I'm like, why does he seem, he's only in three episodes, guys, this season, and that's that. But to me, he feels like a replacement for Alan, and we'll get there in the next episode called Punky's Big Story. And it's just, he's kind of like the goof, and I'm like, I don't like, I want Alan, but Alan, they couldn't keep him because what were they going to do with him? He's not a girl, right? So what, this was a clearly transforming into the preteen girls show. So let's hear from Mr. Spud and what he's going to do to help Punky with this read a book scenario before, because that's basically it. Henry said, you know what? Either you read a book and you let me read that report or you are not going to the DeBarge concert. I don't care how much money you spend on a ticket. You will not be attending. All right. Like even a, a, a little book, a little one, like is like less than 200 pages. You could pop that out in a freaking hour in two hours tops. All right. Punky, please. It's not that difficult. But boy, oh boy, this episode, she's going to get a lesson in reading from the barge. They are all about the reading. They are reading book advocates. Okay, let's introduce little Spud Spud. We'll be right back. Report time is my busiest season, except for finals. What did you got for me? A gold mine. 101 plot outlines of famous novels. <laughs> that baby will supply you with book reports clear through college. Wow. Yeah, you may never have to read again. Great, how much? 20 bucks. What, that's highway robbery! Hey, I have business expenses. Half of everything I make goes to my dad to keep him quiet. I'll give you five dollars. Nope. Better change your name to Flunky Brewster. Bye. Wait, but isn't there some way I could change your mind? I never changed my mind. Ugh. What was that? Oh, the sound of my mind changing. Can I help you back inside? Okay, but first, how much for the book? Fifteen bucks. That price is firm. Oh, firm? Did I say firm? I meant five. It's yours for five bucks. I'll give you one dollar. One dollar? Forget it! Oh, it's a deal. Help me! So, we're in Punky's bedroom. It's pretty much the same as it's been the last two seasons and everything like that. And we see her put up a DeBarge poster on the back of her door. And I remember when I was always hanging my posters, um, you know, Devin Sawa or Brad Renfro or Jeremy and John Torgerson from Second Noah, that TV show. 
Who else did I have on my... Leonardo DiCaprio. Just before Titanic. But Titanic pretty much renewed my love of Leo. I had one wall Devin. The other wall was Leo. I think I flip-flopped walls too. I also had, of course, Hanson on my wall. And when I was 18, I started collecting pictures of Prince William. Because we're very close in age. So... And I always had to make sure my posters were, like, lined properly. Like, they weren't, like, slanted or anything. But anyway. So, we get our first impression of Spud. And guess what? He's using the Allen technique of climbing in the window because there's no screen in her window, right? So, he's got his messenger bag, his newsboy cap. He's like, hey, I'm here to deliver this book of copyrighted um, plagiarized papers that will get you through junior high and high school and college. And they say, oh, that's great, Punky says. And she's like, oh, how much? And he's like, for you, 20 bucks. And she's like, excuse me? No, thank you. Try again. So Punky's like, hey, what took you so long? And every this is before, you know, they debate the price of the dang book that he gives her. And he's like, hey, book reports are my busiest season. You know, finals and all. Finals? They're in elementary school. They're, she's 11 in fifth grade. What finals do they have to do? Was this different in 87? Okay, I in 87 I was like in kindergarten or something like that. But when I got to be in fifth grade, there was no such thing as finals. That was, that was more like high school. Like on the last day you're doing exams and stuff. But finals? That sounds more of a college thing. Unless, is he catering to college kids too? I mean, he's making his rounds. That guy's got to be making some dough. So the book he gives her is 101 plot lines of famous novels. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, in a book report, they want you to basically, yes, you got to give a summary of the book, you know, title, author, what have you. But they also want you to give your actual opinion of the book, what you thought of it, and, and actually... Like, be able to list some plots that aren't, like, listed in this book. This, this just, like, cliff notes or spark notes or whatever. Is basically, you're getting the gist of whatever the book is. Like, um, that Manchester by the Sea movie. I don't know if I told you. I, I tried. I tried to watch that movie. I got, like, maybe halfway and then I shut it off. I'm like, I, I can't. And and this movie was, you know, got had got some awards and stuff. I'm like, that's why I just kind of blind bought it. I'm like, oh, it's got awards. I bet it'll be great. People I've heard said it was good and I could not for the life of me get into it. It was like constantly, like, flashback, present, flashback, present, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, wait, what? what? Oh. And, and finally, I'm like, you know what? I don't care what happens. I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to know the end. So I went to the spoilers movie site. It was like some site this guy ran. And he pretty much summed up the second half of the movie. I'm like, oh, that was the end? Okay. I really, that's fine. I, I didn't, I wasn't sad that I really missed that. So he tells her, yeah, he tells her that book will supply you with essays, uh, book reports through college. They do book reports in college? I don't know. I don't, I mean, the semester that I went to school, I don't remember doing a book report. I remember doing, like, 
papers on subjects, but no book reports. I mean, I'm sure if I were taking a literature class, I'd probably have to, you know, read, read books and stuff like that. But it's just... Oh, yeah, and he adds the words, With this book, you may never have to pick up another book again. And Punky is jazzed about this. Like, huh, not have to pick up a book again? So wait. Oh, I also noticed in her room, I'm not sure what that long thing is hanging on her wall, but she's also got a mirror. And it's red. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. Way to go with the red, Punky. Oh, and she's got a red bandana in her so she's keeping with the bandanas they may not be on her leg but they're in her hair so she's keeping with the bandana technique is she wearing a fanny pack around her waist i like fanny packs hey i used that when i was uh walking around dc uh in july and everything so when he tells her the price what 20 bucks that's highway robbery are you crazy you know he's lucky that he didn't charge you 50 dollars for it so he tells her he's got business expenses. And I'm thinking, like, what? And he's like, half of what I make goes to my dad to keep him quiet. Really? Your dad knows you're doing this little scam business? Is your dad just like you doing his own little thing on the side? Like, I mean, like I said, I don't want to say, there's nothing, it's nothing about the actor himself. He's a cool looking dude. But the character, I'm not really I mean, I guess he's got charm and stuff like that, which is cool. And they're kind of trying to bring that to season three with, you know, them all being in quote-unquote supposed junior high, even though she's 11. But I'm not feeling it, you know? It's like, honestly, it feels like they're trying to do a replacement Alan. And like I said, he's only in two other episodes after this. Wait, no, it's not a fanny pack. It's a two belts like one's blue and one's yellow so i guess if she were like a michigan football fan it'd be cool oh my gosh i just noticed on her shelf with her toys she's got a cabbage patch doll that's in a space suit that is really cool it's like you know how um in season two at the end she want you know she always talked about wanting to be an astronaut that's kind of cool i like that's like a throwback so she offers him 20 she offers him five bucks and he's like nope no dice bye you better change your name to flunky brewster like yeah nice pun buddy as he climbs back out the window since he's so afraid of heights so punky is desperate to get this book i mean she's gotta get that report done because she's gonna miss the barge concert she ain't gonna be able to go with margo and cherry right She's like, isn't there something I can do to change your mind? And I swear I thought that kid was going to be like, yeah, if you go on a date with me or something. But no, he didn't. He didn't do that. He's, he just looks at her like, I never change my mind. You're wasting your time. But no, he's like hanging onto the window ledge and hanging onto a branch as we hear a, a crack. Like, oh boy, this boy is going to crack his skull on the pavement below. So, she pretty much is able to negotiate a price with him, and she pretty much settles it for a buck. And finally, he's like, fine, fine, it's yours, just get me out of this tree before I crack my skull on the pavement below. So, in this scene, also, I want to mention this shirt that she's wearing. It's kind of cool. It's, it's like, white, but it's got, like, little black squigglies, and then those are, like, what are those? Let me see. Let me get a close-up on her shirt again. What? Um, it's like red, 
like hearts or no they're like square oh and there's yellow squares so she's set she's listening to the barge again and she's gonna like she's got on the uh she's on the coffee table and she's uh oh she's got brandon dressed up like one of the debarge guys so that's kind of cool oh she's lip syncing she's lip syncing on the coffee table to debarge she's got a hairbrush in her hand just like dj tanner from season one with the stacy q autograph thing she was all singing and dancing to stacy q and I've heard of Two of Hearts, so that I've heard of. And Rhythm of the Night by DeBarge, that I've at least heard of. So I can say I've heard of one of their songs. Maybe I've heard of more, I don't know. But YouTube only has so much DeBarge on there, so I can't be 100%. I love, they have this black, like, bedazzled, shoulder padded shirt on Brandon. They also got like a little uh, wristband that's got some little jewels. He's got a jewel like collar. He's got some little dangly thing that's kind of clipped to right at the just below the corner of his eye. And he's just I look though they kind of they have been humanizing him Brandon over the last two seasons and they're gonna continue to do that which i think is cool because brandon's not just a dog he's not just punky's friend you know her one of her best friends but he is an intricate member of that family so he's got his style it's time to show it off so if punky's gonna dress up she's gotta dress up her her dog Okay, now we got a clear shot of that window down this supposed hallway. Those drapes are really ugly, by the way. But they have a clear shot of a brick wall. Yeah, I want to look at that brick wall out that window. I also want to kind of mention, um, Brandon, this is going to be the same dog that was a puppy in season one, right? So then he'd only be, what, a few years old? Maybe two tops? Why would a two-year-old dog have white around his muzzle already? That seems more like for a dog that's probably, like, age, like, five and over. Yeah, and I don't want to get too close about Brandon there in that close-up shot. Um, you can, I'm not even going to go there. But if you look at the scene with him dressed like that in that outfit, you'll notice something. He's a boy dog, so I'm like, oh. Brandon, no, this is a children's show, please. But anyway, um, Henry's like, all right, time for the music to go off. And he's like, hey, did you finish your book report yet? She's like, oh, yep, yep, got it done. Here you go. And she does it on War and Peace. Like, okay, that there is a red flag because no 11-year-old would be reading War and Peace unless they're trying to impress somebody. And even her teacher is probably going to be like, okay, you did not read this book. If you read this book, who's this character? List five characters that are in this book. Who are the two families? This and that. It's like, you'd be able to tell she didn't read it. Like, oh, what happened in, like, three-fourths of the book who died who was the first person to die or something like that so she hands it to him and he's like oh so which one do you choose you know little woman tom sawyer you know he's thinking of the classics it's like yeah the classics are cool and stuff like that but i mean with punky and her i don't want to read thing 
I mean, I think the illustrated classics were out then because I had um, Black Beauty and Call of the Wild. I got those from my mom for like Easter in 1993 or 92. And then also I had gotten um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That was the first book I think I had ever dealt with a book that had flashbacks in it. So that was kind of hard to uh, like jumping back and forth. Uh, maybe kind of confused. And um, Frankenstein. So, you know, yes, they were toned down, like, children's versions with pictures and stuff. But I liked them. I thought they were good. So I'm going to play this clip as Henry realizes, oh, War and Peace? Excuse What? <laughs> you read War and Peace. You. Little girl who does not want to read any books. Read this book? I don't think so, sweetie. So here's the clip. <laughs> I told you there'd be no debauch concert till I read your book report. I know. You did finish it, didn't you? Yeah, sure, ages ago. Ah. Which of the great childhood classics did you choose? Little Women, Tom Sawyer, War and Peace. <laughs> Interesting choice. What did you think of it? Loved war, hated peace. Funky, did you really write this book report? Yeah, you see, all the eyes are dotted with happy faces. Tolstoy's brooding images magnificently portray the epic struggle of five families' resistance to the Napoleonic invasion of Russia. Good stuff, huh? Funky, you did not actually read War and Peace. This report is plagiarized. No, it isn't. I copied it. Why didn't you just read a book? Because reading books is boring. No, it's not. It's an adventure. Every good book takes you into its own world. If I want to see the world, I'll join the Navy. <laughs> You read all these magazines. Why can't you read good literature? Because good literature takes too long. I can read five magazines and watch Divorce Court at the same time. Frankie, you can forget the DeBarge concert. No! Not only did you not complete your assignment, but you were about to cheat. I'm sorry, Henry. Honest. If I miss this concert, I'll just die. Not before you write a real book report, you won't. Please, Henry, I am begging you. You see, this is begging. You will go to your room and read. And I have just the book for you. Tom Sawyer. Please, Henry, please, Henry, please, Henry. Get up, Frankie. Henry, I've been looking forward to this concert since birth. I'm sorry, but this is for your own good. Someday you'll understand. No, I won't. And you know what else? I will never forgive you as long as I live. So Henry just sits down and looks at her like, did you really read War and Peace? And he, of course, he's not, like, believing anything that's coming out of her mouth. It's like, oh, yeah, I did. It was great. <laughs> and he's like, really? Um, what'd you think of it? And she's like, oh, uh, 
loved the war, hated the peace. And this and that. So he kind of reads like the synopsis about, you know, the five families and this and that. And I'd be like, hey, Punky, how about you tell me, why don't you tell me the names of those five families? Can you do that? Oh, you can't? Well, then you didn't read the book. And then he's like, you know what? You plagiarized this report. And she's like, no, I didn't. I copied it. And then she'll go, oh, oh, crap. I was like, well, we can see you didn't learn anything from the Cheaters Never Win episode in season two. And this is like, I know kids, you know, they'll, they'll do that, you know? It's just like, even one time when I was writing something in eighth grade, I was taking it from the book. But the thing is, and my teacher's like, you know, this is actually straight from the book. What I wanted you to do was actually summarize. Don't use all the words. Use, like, little bits, but add your own um, info into it as well. So, that wasn't... I didn't think that so much of cheating. Because it was only, like, a paragraph and stuff like that. But she at least straightened me out to its, like... Take some of the information, but work it in your so it's in your own words and not straight off the page. Punky here, it's just like Henry's like, why can't you just read a book? You read these magazines and everything, and she's like, oh, because it doesn't take long to read magazines, and I can catch divorce. I can do two things at once. Ow, fuck, hit my finger. Um, and it's like. He's like, a book is an adventure. And that is exactly that. It's like, books will take you on journeys. And you don't even have to leave your house. You don't got to buy a plane ticket. You don't got to get in your car and drive anywhere. If a book is that much that she can't sit down and read one, I'm sure they had audiobooks in 87. And now that, you know, Audible is available, you can get them in your, your, your iPods, your music players. And whatnot. It makes reading that much faster. I mean, yes, some books that are 300 some pages are spread out over like eight hours or more. But I mean, I that's what I loved about audiobooks is that I can read that during an eight hour shift. I mean, yeah, I'll probably listen to podcasts and this and that, but at least Audible, you can keep your place and everything. And he's like, you know what? You plagiarize this and. I told you you were not going to go to a concert if you didn't get this report done. So you can just go to your room. And she's like, but Henry, I've been wanting to see DeBarge since birth. Really? Did you even know them when you are two? No, you didn't. So, you know, she's exaggerating. Like, please, please, I'm, I'm begging you. See, this is me begging and everything like that. He's like, you need to go to your room now. And she's like... He's basically like, you know, someday you'll thank me for this. And then she turns around and she's like, no, I won't. I'm never going to forgive you for the rest of my life. It's like, and in that moment, I'm like, okay, Punky, you were being a little brat. She was never like that when she was eight or nine years old. So it's like this concert, you know, it's everything to her. She wants to go hang out with her friends and hear this music and everything. But... She understand. She understood what she needed to do. And she's all, books are boring and this and that and everything. It's like, Harry Potter did not exist then, but that would have been a great book. 
you know, there are some books that are the Goosebumps books, right? R.L. Stein. I'm sure maybe they weren't. They maybe were they around that? Maybe not. But that would have been good. You know, they're short books. They're page cliffhanger chapters. She could have gotten that finished in like less than a day. I just, I don't understand why some kids, why it's so hard to get kids to read. My husband doesn't like to read. You know, and, and right before he and I started dating, I made a list. Like, oh, here's some books that, I mean, I'll recommend to you. And he took that list. There was like maybe like less than 10 books in there, but he read them. He doesn't like to read, but he read them because I asked him to. Granted, I had to practically beg him to read Water for Elephants and um, Ready Player One, but he, he read them. He read The Hunger Games because I begged him to, right? <laughs> I guess the point I'm just getting at is that I love books, and sometimes it's just hard for me to understand that there are people out there that don't like to read. It's almost like I feel like you can almost get anybody into reading, but... Anyway, let's get back on with the punky, huh? Let's go find out what she's going to do now that she's been uh, sent to her room and no debarge. Henry also is feeling kind of let, you know, he's like, he doesn't want to disappoint his daughter. But rules are rules and you need to follow them for a reason. So he takes it upon himself to go to where debarge is going to be performing. And he's all dressed up in this 80s, you know, leather clad fringe outfit with glasses. He's like, hey! But we're gonna get to that, right? Alright. Okay, I also want to see in the scene when she's sitting there with Henry, she is, like, swimming in that shirt. That shirt is, like, a 3X tops. And she is, like, a skinny mini girl. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's almost like the shirt is threatening to swallow her whole. She's actually on her knees begging to him here. And she's even, like, got her arms wrapped around his leg and he's practically dragging her across the living room floor. It's like, Punky, get up on your feet, sweetie. Come on now. Let's let's try to act like an 11-year-old and not a 4-year-old. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not trying to rag on Punky. You guys, you know I love her. But sometimes, it's like... And this is the start of season one, season three. So it's like, yeah, she's all this teenage, um, you know, angstiness. Like, no, I want to go. I don't want to read a book. I want to go see the barging concert. It's like, come on, just do what you're told and you can be rewarded. So now we move on to the DeBarge dressing room, which... It's got, like, DeBarge in concert, a poster on the back door and everything. And we see one of the guys. I don't know who this guy is, but his hair is, like, blown to the back of the room, like, fried. And he's got some... What is he wearing? It's, like... It almost looks like a a robe, almost. But then he's got, like, no shirt on underneath. And it's, like, these guys are really, like, oh, my God. And you hear people screaming, and then you see the guy come through, and, it's like, and then the other band members come up, come through the door, too. And it's like, boy, and they still got to sing and everything like that. Who are these people that are just hanging around the dressing room wanting to, like, grab at them and rip their clothes, pull out their hair? It's like, I got a lock of so-and-so's hair! Like, no, just, see, this is what makes 
musicians freaked out. I mean, it's nice, you know, people will buy the, the music and everything like that, but don't take pieces of their hair and clothes to like, I just touched so-and-so. Good for you. You know, now they think you're a freak. They think you're a nutso. So four of the guys come in and everything, and then the manager, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I don't know the DeBarge guys, but wasn't there, like, five of them? And he's like, oh, no, I forgot James. And he pulls the guy in, and someone tosses him a towel and everything, so he's looking in the mirror. And it's just like, is that, that's like a little Anakin Skywalker rat tail thing going on there on the side of his head. What are those things? They're like, uh, while you're out messages that are, uh, put on the on the mirror there so then uh, the manager's like alright guys it's cool that's it for tonight just chill relax take a breath and then there's a knock on the door and then one of the guys is like like oh they can't come out they're getting a massage and then we hear Henry yelling like I have to interview them and then uh, the, the manager's like, oh, well, wait a minute. I don't remember an interview. I'm like, uh, and then he's like, oh, well, you know what? The publicity will be good for us anyway, right? So he opens the door and it's Henry. And of course, the guy's like, who is this old man? And why is he dressed like a punk rocker? <laughs> Henry was outside with those screaming rabid fans. How did they not rip him to shreds? <laughs> Look at he is so he's got an earring. He's got some glass sunglasses. He's leather clad. Oh my gosh. This guy. He is dressed the part. I mean you can't just come in with a you know his normal attire with the bow tie and the dress shirt, right? You gotta look the part. You gotta be a punk rocker. Is he wearing a choker and a bolo tie? <laughs> Oh my gosh, he really went all out. But the manager's just looking at him like, okay, who is this guy and how can I get rid of him as soon as possible? My boys need to take a break. They need to chill. So Henry says, hey, I'm Henry the hipster and I love rock and roll. Yeah, more like you're Henry the man who loves classical music. And one of the guys, I don't know who he is, but he's got like a pencil thin mustache thing going on and he's got like the rooster top here with the little rat tail in the back his mouth just drops like excuse a what who huh no sir you do not like rock and roll <laughs> you may be henry but you are no you are no hipster <laughs> so henry does come clean with him says hey i have a little girl at home she Loves you guys. She wanted to come to the concert, but I had to ground her because she does not want to do her book report. She hates reading. And I think he even passes the picture around to them and everything like that. And it's like, I know you guys are busy. Is there anything maybe you can help inspire her to read? Because, you know, the guys, you know, yeah, reading is important and everything like that. And they even stress that. So I want to play that this clip here with uh, Henry and, you know, talking to the guys, letting them know Punky is not an avid reader, although she should be. And I will be right back. Hey, man. 
I'm Henry the Hipster, and I love rock and roll. <laughs> Now 10 p.m. Do you know where your parents are? <laughs> so, you were uh, your Henry the Hipster in the skin. <laughs> Didn't you groove on my column in Rock Report? Here's my ID. <laughs> uh, it looked like a Medicare card to me. Are you sure you have an interview scheduled today? Right off. You mean right on? Whatever blows your hair back. <laughs> right. That's done it. Time to hit the road, Pops. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Those vibes, Jack. I'm here to cop a killer interview. Something insane. You awesome dudes are really rad. So I'm not going to be ragging your chain. Just film a dance card and I'll chill out. <laughs> what did you say? I don't know, but I'll give it a 40, no beat, and hard to dance to. <laughs> I'll have you know, I've seen Pretty in Pink eight times. Uh, look, I don't know what your game is, but as of right now, it's been canceled. <laughs> now, uh, you can chill out, like, uh, out the front door, huh? All right, I'll tell you the truth. I'm not really from a rock magazine. No. I'm just a square parent with a problem. My daughter absolutely idolizes you. She wanted to come to the concert, but I wouldn't let her because she didn't do her book report. That's cold. I had to do something. I can't get her to read a book. Have you tried glasses? <laughs> oh, she thinks reading is boring. Now, I think you're all terrific performers, but I also think that you have a certain responsibility to kids as role models. Right, look, can you spare us the guilt and get to the point? The point is that my daughter is under the impression that rock and roll and reading don't mix. Hey, tell your daughter Chico, Andy Barge, said to hit the books, pronto. It would mean so much more if you told her. Her name is Punky, and here's our address. I know this sounds a little pushy, right? Right. <laughs> look, 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 Mr. Hipster, the guys are in the middle of a tour. I mean, we've hardly got time enough to breathe, right? Right. right. Oh, well, I guess it was a crazy idea, right? Right. right. Well, thank you. Anyway, right. Oh, speaking of music right now, Jeremy's getting cleaned up and he's listening to Michael Jackson. I can't remember what the song is. I'm sure I've heard it, but anyway. Rock and roll. Henry's like, yeah. Oh, one of the guys, the blonde-haired one, turns to the camera and is like, it's now 10 p.m. Do you know where your parents are? You know that whole thing with uh, in the 80s where the newscaster would be, it's now 11 p.m. Do you know where your children are? You know, it's a shame that they... But today's kids are pretty much raised by helicopter parents. It's just... It's 
we've gotten to this point where kids can't just go out and wander around anymore. It's not safe. You know, but anyway, let's, <laughs> we're not talking about that stuff. That guy just brought that up, so I'm like, I'm going to throw that in there. So Henry flashes his so-called ID, and then one of the guys is like, huh, really? That looked like a Medicaid card to me, or Medicare card to me. This is hilarious to watch Henry just kind of quip with all these, like, pop culture 80s references. Rad, and, and, uh, dude, and, uh, other stuff. It's just, it's funny coming out of an older gen- uh, and a senior citizen. <laughs> it's like, he's trying to, like, probably with whatever cues Betty, because Betty had to have hand a hand in his outfit. No way did he think of that himself. He's wearing a bolo tie and a fringe leather jacket and a choker. Oh, he brings up the movie Pretty in Pink like he's seen it eight times. Well, that's probably because Punky dragged you to see it eight times. I I think I tried to watch Pretty in Pink, and I uh, I think it's one of John Hughes's weaker movies. I love The Breakfast Club, though. Wait a minute. Is Pretty in Pink really appropriate, age-appropriate for an 11-year-old girl? Oh, ha, that's how he got it. He said he was from a rock magazine to do an interview. So, of course, you know, Henry levels with the guys. Like, hey, my daughter doesn't want to read a book. She has no interest. And then he brings up the fact that being that, you know, I think you guys are great musicians. But I think that as role models to, a, you know, younger children, you know, the preteen, teenage, you guys kind of do have a responsibility to be able to, I mean, they're influential. Pe- they talk, people, kids will listen to them. So if they say, hey, put down our s- record, turn off our s- the stereo, turn off our music and go pick up a book, kids will turn off their music and go pick up a book because DeBarge told them to do that, right? Maybe. <gasps> oh my gosh, I just thought of it. Okay, you know how they have those posters with celebrities with books that they're holding books and say something like pick up a book or something have to barge with books in their hand and then put that poster up would punky put if it had to barge on it she would put if they're holding surfboards she would put that on her wall right simple enough if DeBarge says read a book you read a book right advocates for literacy i'm telling you Henry's got a good idea. I mean, think about it. Kids go out, they buy their music, right? Kid, you know, or teens, whatever. They're buying their music. They're giving them money. That's how they're performing concerts because people will pay for their albums. So you can do a little, you know, give back by telling kids to read books. So, the blonde-haired one, Chico, I think he's like Chico and the rest of DeBarge. Oh, I gotta say, his earring, the puzzle piece, is really awesome. I love that. That is really cool. He's like, hey, tell your daughter that Chico and the rest of DeBarge say, you hit the books, little girl, okay? And then Henry's like, well, I could tell her that, but it probably sound a lot better coming from you guys. So he gives them, you know, here's my address, if you guys can stop by. And the guy's like, hey, 
band's tired, man. We're on tour. We do not even have time to breathe here. So, but luckily, back at the apartment. Oh, he does have a picture of her that he shows. Well, yeah, you know, he's got to have proof. Can't just say, I got a kid who doesn't want to read. Come to my apartment. Here's my address, right? So you got to have proof. So back into the apartment on the couch, Punky is flipping through a magazine. And then we see Brandon come out from the other bedroom, hallway, what have you. And he's got Tom Sawyer in his paws or in his mouth. And... He hands it, he gives it to Punky, and she's like, oh, yeah, right, Tom Sawyer. And she's like, you know, I bet Henry put you up to this, didn't he? And he's just like, here, here's the book. I'm going to go chill on the chair or whatever for a minute. She's like, oh, yeah, what did I leave off? Oh, that's right, I left off at page one. I think she'd be better suited for the, uh, <laughs> the illustrate, children's illustrated of... Tom Sawyer, that is a monster to get through. I mean, you know, you gotta deal with the, the language and, you know, everything like that. I mean, I mean, more power to you. I mean, yeah, I don't want to say, like, that's cheating if you go with the children's illustrated edition with the pictures and stuff, but in Punky's case, if she's not even to get past page one, maybe the illustrated edition of Tom Sawyer would be better suited for someone. That is not big on reading. Not to mention, like, there's illustrations every other page. So, she, and the font is pretty decently sized. So, she could get through that in, like, a day's time. If she wants to take her time and everything. So, I'm looking at Punky's outfit here. I'm not really digging it. It's, like, a, a button-up yellow with, like, images on it and everything. But then she's got this, like, wide-necked poncho-ish looking um, purple thing with red buttons on it. But she's got, I don't know, what is that, like a little mini picture of one of the DeBarge guys that she's got clipped to the side? It might be. So she decides to like, hey, maybe I'll skip ahead a little bit. It's like, yeah, maybe skip ahead a bit and like read a page and like, oh, what's this? Maybe I should go back and start from the beginning. As soon as she does it, the, of course the doorbell rings at she opens it, it's DeBarge, they're there. And she's like, oh, excuse me. And she does this bit where she shuts the door, she collects herself, she opens the door, she shuts the door, blah, blah. And it's like, um, why don't you just let the guys in, <laughs> right? <laughs> so they pretty much, hey, your dad stopping sauce and he said you don't like to read? What's this? Tom Sawyer? Isn't that the one with Becky Thatcher, the White Fence, Injun Joe, Native American Joe, however you want to call him, and all that stuff, and, you know, caves and whatnot? I don't know if this really gets Punky into reading that book or not, but... And then it's a big thing. Basically, it's... They do a concert for the girl. You know, Punky, Cherry, Margot, and Betty, who has this bit of, um constantly fainting so I'm going to play uh, this clip that you know the conversation she has with the guys with the DeBarge guys and I'll be right back Tom Sawyer I bet Henry put you up to this where was I oh yeah page one <laughs> maybe if I skip ahead a little
Hi. You must be Punky. Excuse me. Is she okay? No, I need mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. <laughs> Marty, Bobby, James, Chico, Randy. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm dreaming. Please don't let me wake up. You're not dreaming, Punky. How do you know my name? We got it from your dad, Henry the Hipster. Henry the Hipster? Yeah, he broke in on us last night, all upset about you not wanting to read. And we can't have that. You mean the whole DeBarge family came here just to get me to read? That's right, babe. Reading's important. And we all came here to tell you that. Yeah, because we're role models. <laughs> and reading's cool. Be cool. I am. I'm reading a book right now. Tom Sawyer? Good book. Hey, isn't that the one with the fence? And Becky Thatcher? And Engine Joe? And Henry the Hipster? <laughs> this is great. Oh. <laughs> You guys came after all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> guys, this is Betty. Betty, this is Chico and DeBarge. Hi, Betty. Hi, Betty. <laughs> She'll be all right. She's a nurse. Henry, why didn't you tell me reading was cool? I guess I couldn't find the right words. You know, Punky, your dad was all upset that you couldn't make it to the concert last night. That makes two of us. No problem. We deliver. <laughs> May I be to your friend, Rosie? Oh, man. Punky even faints. Like, oh, guys. I don't want to make fun of fainting because I almost blacked out. You know, you got... You've heard me mention this before, the whole work incident that happened in August. And let me tell you, blacking out or coming close to blacking out or passing out is not something to laugh at. I mean, yes, it's comical and, you know, shows and whatnot like that. But <laughs> to feel like your vision go blurry and then everything go black. I mean, if you think about it, when she fell... She's, like, mere, like, a foot away from the coffee table. What if she hit her head on that? Then she would have a concussion. What's to say she didn't have a concussion when hitting that floor? So one of the guys, they all bend down to look at her faint after she fainted on the floor. And one of them's like, eh, is she okay? And then she, like, gets up, like, sits up and is like, no, I need mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. Like, um... No, those boys are not going to be putting their mouths on your mouth, Punky. I dare to dream, okay? <laughs> You're 11 and they're like in their 20s. So she's like, oh, she's 
like, oh, if I'm dreaming, please don't wake me up. And I think it's Chico, the blonde haired guy. It's like, oh, Punky, you're not dreaming. And then the other guy is like, yeah, um, Henry the hipster, your dad? And Punky's like, Henry the hipster? Like, what? Henry came up with a lame name there. <laughs> or just even she's puzzled the fact that Henry would even do anything like like that wild. So yeah, one of the guys is like, yeah, your dad came down and he told us that you don't like to read. And she's like, Henry came down just to tell you guys that? Or you guys came over here just to tell me to read a book? And they're like, yeah, reading's important and everything. And then one of the guys is like, oh yeah, we're role models. Like, yes, you're role models because that's what Henry preached to you. That you have a responsibility to your fans to make sure that they continue to stay literate. And Chico's like, reading's cool, be cool. And then Punky's like, oh, I am, I'm reading this book. You are not reading that book, Punky. I'm sorry, don't play off like you're reading Tom Sawyer, because we know you're not. And she's like, yeah, I'm reading this book right here. Like, no, no, mm. Tom Sawyer does not deserve your lies, Punky. And neither does Mark Twain, or... Samuel Clemens or whatever the heck the guy's name was who wrote the book. I thought his name was Samuel Clemens and he turned it to uh, Mark Twain as a pen name or something. So that's when one of the guys is like, yeah, isn't that the one with the fence? And one, the other one's like, yeah, and Becky Thatcher. And then the other one's like, yeah, and Injun Joe or Native American Joe. And that's when uh, Henry comes in the door. It's like, hey, it's DeBarge. You're here in my apartment. Doing exactly what I asked you to do, which is to get my daughter to read a book. So Henry comes in and goes to shake Chico's hand. And Chico just puts his hand up like, hey, slap me five, bro. And then he does. Uh, Henry does the same to the guy who's sitting in the chair by the door. And then he goes to, like, do a high five thing. But it looks like more like he's going to slap the, the guy in the white blazer and orange shirt upside the head. Because the guy's, like, panicked. And he's, like, pulling back. Like, God, don't hit me, no! So as soon as Henry introduces Betty to Chico and DeBarge, is that how they went? Did they go by Chico and DeBarge or was it just DeBarge? Because I know like, if you've seen that movie, the TV movie Jackson's An American Dream, which details the um, startup of Jackson 5 with Michael Jackson, Joe was not, Joe Jack, their dad was not happy when um, one of the people introduced them as Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5. So I don't know how this goes here. Maybe they're cool with that or whatever. But Betty faints. She faints like face to the freaking floor faints. But she's fine. Henry's like, nah, she's cool. She's fine. She'll live. She's a nurse. She can like resuscitate herself if she needs to. So one of the guys, the guy with the, the white blazer and orange top underneath is like, hey, your dad was upset. You can make the concert. And Punky's like, yeah, that makes two of us. And I basically like, well, we deliver. We will bring the concert to you. I think that's when Cherry and Margot come in the door. They pop a cassette tape in there or something. Let me go rewind that real quick. Hold on a second. Here we go. No one. La 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 la. You pull out a cassette tape. Wait, hold on. Go back. Oh, he does have a cassette tape. He pulls it right out. Like, hey, we deliver. And they kind of lip sync to the, the track. Like, 
They don't know their songs by heart? Couldn't they just, like, do an acapella version or something? Or, um, acoustic version of one of their songs? Their outfits are really lo- What is that guy doing? So one of them is singing and the other ones are, like, snapping their fingers? And then, what, the other guy's joining? What is that thing hanging from his rat tail? It's like a- Looks like a- like, a barrette type thing. Aww. He gives her a kiss on the nose. Henry gives Punky a kiss on the nose. Like, thank you, Henry. Betty's now gotten up and fainted, like, three times already. Like, they need to stop. It's It wasn't funny. The f It was kind of haha funny the first time. Two other times, I'm, like getting concerned for her health now. Oh, so the credits kind of come on, and this is the thing that it looks like it's a new thing with season three, is, like, they'll do the credits, but then after that, they'll have, like, this added scene. So this is where we get Cherry and Margot in a darkened hallway outside the apartment, uh, Henry and Punky's apartment, where they're hearing that debarge music. So we hear, like, Punky cheering and Brandon barking. And Cherry's like, why would Punky cheer for a record? And Margo's like, well, the poor thing's gone from uh, something to insanity. And she's like, you know what? She needs us. We should go. And that's when the girls get the surprise of their life. DeBarge! Ah! So they lean their heads and see DeBarge, close the door. They're like, it's DeBarge! And then they, like, kick us out. like, okay, be chill. Be cool. Calm ourselves. Open the door. So this scene, like, goes on and on. And the credits come up and everything like that. And it's like they're flashing on the screen as the scene continues to play. It's like, save the credits for a freeze frame or something. Because that is just kind of really distracting. If you're going to play the scene, don't have the credits, like, rolling really flash, really fast over it. I don't like how that looks. So I'm going to play this clip of Cherry and Margot getting in on the DeBarge action, which is awesome. Hey, they didn't even have to pay for that. I wonder if they can get refunds on their tickets. So I, I mean, wait a minute. So when is this concert supposed to be? Because he said you're not going to the concert. Like, well, when was that supposed to be? That night? So I don't know. But um, I'm going to play the clip and I'll be right back. Why would Punky cheer for a record? Poor thing's gone from depression to insanity. Come on, she really needs us. guys that is the end of the episode so before i give out my brandon tailwag episode rating i would like to give a warm welcome to the punky power facebook fan page we got a couple i got a couple new followers and a nice sweet uh message from one of them and i will read that 
All right, so we got, like I said, a couple new followers on the Punky Power Podcast fan, uh, Facebook page. Lydia Conley, uh, Natalie Medard, hopefully I pronounced that right. And I want to um, read this r- really nice message from Alyssa Padilla, Padilla, I think. If I butchered that, I'm so sorry says, hi there, been listening to your podcast for about a month now. Love it, exclamation point. Thought I'd share this pic. It was my costume for an 80s party I went to, and she is dressed as Punky Brewster. Wild. I love it. Guys, you can check this out at the um, Punky Power, unofficial Punky Brewster podcast page. And, you know, you guys, if you guys want to post some cool stuff there, you are more than welcome to. I, I really... Th- oh, she's also got... I'm looking at the photo now. It's really cool. She's got different colored sneakers, just like Punky. She's got a, um orange vest over a purple shirt that it's a short... Uh, purple short sleeve shirt with a, like, maroon color, like, fuchsia colored long shirt. And she's got her hair in pigtails. It is really cool. So, like I said, check that out. If you guys want to post stuff, I will definitely respond to you and everything like that. So, how about we jump into um, welcoming some new listeners to the Punky Power podcast from SoundCloud. This has basically been from, like, December 31st, so New Year's Eve up until now, which is January 11th. Um, I gotta give a big shout out to Sukasana, New Jersey. If I butchered that name, I am so sorry. But they listen 268 times. There's not even... (laughs) They've listened to the episodes at least more than once. Maybe even three times. Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. Next up, Ashburn, Virginia. Bakersfield, California. Okay, that's gotta be, um... The person whose message, you know, with the picture with Punky Brewster Halloween costume, that's got to be her. Uh, Tampa, Florida. Tokyo, Japan. Clarksburg, West Virginia. Kentucky. Centerville, Maryland. Laurel, Maryland. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Indianapolis, Indiana. London, United Kingdom. Muskegon, Michigan. Englewood, California. Orlando, Florida. Brazil, Regina, Canada, Plano, Texas, Orange City, Florida, Chino, California, Nassau, Bahamas, Omaha, Nebraska, Monroe, Louisiana, France, Irving, Texas, Florida, Owasso, Oklahoma, India, Malaysia, Paris, France, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, France, I think it's Lily... Lil L I L L E, France, Phoenix, Arizona, Rockland, Maine, Houston, Texas, and Los Angeles, California. Let's jump into some YouTube comments from the the episodes on YouTube. Punky like DJ Tanner tries to get away with stuff. They both faked out so they could skip school. Punky to see a movie. Oh wait, this is referring to like later on in season three. I'm sorry. DJ to get Stacy Q's autograph. Okay, so that was a different episode. When this show came out on TV, I couldn't wait till Sunday night when it came on. 
It's so, these are all different ones. It's so funny watching these again. Since I'm Punky's age, I remember all the music and horrible fashions from the 80s. LOL. Man, I had feathered banged feathered bangs, ripped jeans, and deaf leopard t-shirts. Ha ha. I remember girls with big hair, leg warmers, and huge earrings. My sister had the big permed hair. She would always like spray with the aquanet. So her hair is like really poofy and permed. I remember she even had a crimper too. Um, ah, the memories. Back in the day, you had to go to the library to do a book report or project. Nowadays, you don't need to do that. Kids can just look up the summary on the internet, copy it, and put it in their own words. It's that simple. Except now, even in high school, a lot of reports are being required to be put through anti-plagiarizing software when submitted online. I think I had to do something like that when I was taking that English class at um, the college I went to when I took a class there. And the last one, I sympathize with Henry. Punky is obviously turning into a teenager. That poor man, LOL. Love the 80s fashion in this episode. So, time for the Brandon Tailwag episode rating. Um, I'm giving it three out of five Brandon Tailwags. One for Henry and DeBarge stressing Punky to read a book and advocating how reading is very important. Two, Brandon's outfit that Punky put him in. Really, really fashionable. And the third one is the fact that DeBarge stopped by Henry's apartment to surprise Punky and tell her how important it is to read. Which is kind of like in line with the first thing. And then he they give a concert. They kind of, you know, lip sync to a song on the stereo. And then Cherry and Margot come in. So, I think the other two that I kind of, I knocked two off because I'm not really, this is the first episode of season three. So, you know, we got like 21 more episodes to go and I don't, I'm not a fan of Spud. Not a fan. And how he's contributing to the delinquency of Punky uh, with the book reports, you know, the play dry stuff. No. And the whole thing with Betty fainting, like, at least four times, that got old after the first time. It's like, okay, you've done it once, that's fine, but to continue to do it, just, I'd be worried about Betty's, uh, mental capacity. I mean, four times, boom, 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 boom. Please stop. Just, just stop. And I... I really, like I said, I did not care for the scroll. They continued the scene after, like, the credit, but then they had the credits rolling over as the scene played. And it's like, if you want me to enjoy this extra scene, don't be rolling the credits in front of the scene as it plays, because I can't see anything through the letters and the font. It's very distracting. I also want to give a sincere thank you to all you guys out there, you listeners, whether you're new or old, you know, however you listen to the podcast, whether it's on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever listening device you use, whatever listening platforms that you may use to hear this podcast. I love giving you guys the episode recaps. I really kind of like watching it and giving you my reaction as I'm watching it. I'm just, it's so much funner than like taking notes and spending a whole week writing notes and stuff like that. It's like, because then it kind of sounds like I'm just reading it off. And it's like, you're not getting my true interaction. Because by the time I have read the notes, 
they're a week old. And I'm like trying to figure like, well, what did I mean when I wrote this? And then it's like, no. But, you know, I'm having fun, you know, describing her many adventures and shenanigans with Henry and Brandon and her friends. And, you know, my occasional running commentary. That's, that's fun, you know, watching this and doing that. Childhood stories, you know, with, with meeting Hanson and everything like that. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the only other concert I've been to other than Hanson was Josh Groban. I love Josh Groban. Um, I've only been to two concerts. I'm not really a concert goer as much anymore. Um, I did go and see with Jeremy. We got to see Weird Allen concert back in 2011. So that was really cool. Uh, so if you guys enjoy this podcast, please, I would love it if you went to iTunes and rated and reviewed this podcast. Give it five stars if, if, if you love it that much. Because I really, I want to get this out there. I want the whole everyone who loved Punky Brewster to get on, on this episode, these, the, um, this podcast, because I'm, you know, two full seasons are up on SoundCloud and should be on iTunes for you guys to, to peruse over. And I just, this is a year in the making. This month marks one year when I started this whole podcast. Um, you guys can also check out my social media sites. Like I mentioned, Facebook. You guys can follow me there. Instagram is another big one where I'm always putting up pictures and, and stuff like that. And then I also incorporate that into Facebook and Twitter. And you guys can even access most of these on the SoundCloud, SoundCloud account. And you, like I said, follow me, like me on Facebook, you follow there, follow me on Instagram, Punky PB Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, which is mainly, Twitter is mainly stuff that's coming through Instagram. So um, you can also email me, PunkyPowerPBPodcast at gmail.com. This is a great way I can interact with you guys. Like I said, if you guys want to go to Facebook, you guys can post stuff like, um, the, the new fan <laughs> did with her picture. I would love to see you guys, you know, your memories of Punky Brewster and what she means to you and everything like that. And just your love for the podcast it, it would be so awesome. So uh, this weekend, actually, either Saturday or Sunday, one of the days, I am going to be discussing the next episode, which is season three, episode two. Season 3, Episode 2, entitled Punky's Big Story. Punky writes a gossip column for the new school newspaper. She's 11 and they have a school newspaper. Um, also, she's given the human interest section and she really is not into that. She would rather be doing something that isn't that so she decides to take this human interest and turn it into a gossip column it's like really yeah your friends you are not going to be popular with anybody if you're going to be you know scoping out what people are doing and people making out behind the lunch car someone who's got two boyfriends who ends up having zero boyfriends after this next episode. But it's just like, yep. Punky is learning lessons this season. I'll tell you that much right now from not wanting to read. I hope, I honestly hope that she develops a joy for reading after that episode. If DeBarge told you to, you go read a book, right? Okay. 
Um, oh, Punky's principles. I almost forgot. Which is pretty much can be summed up in this episode. Is guys, if you're not a fan of reading, there is a book out there for you. You probably just haven't found the right book yet, right? Because there's a book out there for everybody. Every situation, you know. When I was a teenager in the mid-90s, there weren't The Hunger Games. There wasn't Harry Potter. There wasn't, you know, contemporary books for me to be able to read back then. I wish that there, that there had been the type of selection of books for young adult and middle grade. For me, when I was in the 90s versus in the um, the mid-aughts, the teens, I guess if you want to call them that. Guys, we're going to be hitting the 20s in two years. We're going to be back in the 20s. So that'll be interesting. But that's pretty much it. Just, guys, just read a book, okay? It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to bite you. Just read a book. Experience the joy and wonder of a story and how it can seriously pull you in and change your life so that being said i will be back either saturday or sunday with punky's big story and we are going to have a fun fun time with punky's little gossip column because henry is not impressed with what she pulls like what she's got going like uh, he is not impressed with what she's got to say like this is a gossip column this is like national Enquirer, which is probably what she gets her inspiration from all right guys have a great friday i am going to be hanging out probably working on another podcast probably um either wonder years or i might do a if you guys like Mr. Belvedere, Tea Time with Mr. Belvedere has got a few episodes up. So I might like occasionally do an episode for that. So if you guys like Mr. Belvedere, if you guys love the Wonder Years, the Wonder Years, looking back on my Wonder Years podcast, there are some in the rotation of Punky Brewster. But I've already started season four there. So there is a complete backlog of the first three seasons if you guys want to check that out. So that being said, like I said... Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. I will be back Saturday or Sunday with Punky's Big Story. Have a great night. Bye-bye.